Oftentimes, we find ourselves in situations in life and in our relationships that we want to see change now. And so in this episode, we're going to be speaking about some of the things that God invites us to keep in mind as we learn to navigate these tough situations and times. So with that being said, let's begin. Hey friend, I'm Nick. And I'm Haley. And we're here to help you build a fulfilling, God-centered relationship that lasts through having real, authentic, and truth-filled conversations. We believe that by breaking destructive patterns, understanding our differences, and boldly stepping into our unique roles as men and women, couples will be able to thrive as a unified team, producing good fruit and becoming a powerful platform for God's glory that will impact the family unit for generations to come. Whether you're married, dating, or single with the desire of being married one day, We're excited to hear how this information blesses your life. This is the Forest Kingdom Podcast. Welcome Welcome to to the conversation. conversation. What is up, beautiful people? Welcome back to a new beautiful day. Yes. We're happy to be here. It's rainy over here. still beautiful. It is beautiful. It's an (laughs) internal choice. We hope that you guys are doing wonderful as we step in and start closing the first month of the year already. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to dive in? Do you want to, do you want to kind of set I the was tone? Just, yeah. I, it's funny. Actually, I was just thinking about what we just said, what I just mentioned about the weather. And then I remembered what we were talking about today. Mm. And I just kind of thought that was a little too perfect. Yeah. The storms beautiful of life. Beautiful day. It's rainy. It's still beautiful. And you mm. just said, literally naturally, you just said it's a mindset. It is a choice. Is it's it an internal choice. choice? Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that, yeah, that was a perfect segue into what we're speaking about today. Which is what? Which is, what do we do? What do we have to remember? What do we get to keep in mind when we're in a situation that we wish looked differently? Hmm. What God wants us to see and remember in those situations. And it's not always easy, but these three things definitely help. They help me. I know they've helped you before. So I'm confident they'll help you guys as well. Yeah, all the time, right? And we all need encouragement. And that's what we're hoping to happen as we dive into this conversation today. We were feeling called to shift a little bit and just bring a little bit of God's word into our lives. And um, it's it. the word speaks to us just as much as we're confident it will speak to you. And so um, find whatever thing it is that you are looking to solve in your life right now in your love life, perhaps, uh, the season that you find yourself in or something that you want to change in yourself or someone that you want to see changed in your life mm-hmm. and, and and see how God speaks through you or to you through this conversation, okay? Yeah, definitely. Let's dive in. Actually, before we dive in, I just want to jump in really quickly and remind you guys that the Building Kingdom Couples Boot Camp that we uh, launch at the end of this month, the applications are open still, but they will not be open for much, much longer. They're closing on the 30th. And so if you guys had, um, have heard us talk about this already, this is going to be our five week transformative process for our single and dating, uh, brothers and sisters who are here listening to this. So that may or may not be you. Um, but we're really excited because the reality is that, All of us want a thriving relationship, but when we look at the statistics of the world, that's not very common, and it's not even common in the church, and to us, that's really alarming, Um, and so the Lord put on our heart to really help prepare these single and dating brothers and sisters 
sisters of ours to create that thriving relationship, knowing that the reality is that one of two things um, make up all the people <laughs> in the world. Majority, okay? They mm-hmm. Majority fall in one of two categories. Number one, 50% of couples get divorced. And like I said, that's even within the church, unfortunately. And yep. then the second category is that they stay married, but they're not thriving. You mm-hmm. don't really see the fruit. They're not working as a team. They're not really fulfilled. Love. They're not, yeah, they're not being best friends. Um, they're not enjoying life together. They're kind of just battling each other and honestly just in survival mode or mm-hmm. roommate mode, you know, which is so easy to do. And so that's kind of our mindset and our vision with this boot camp is, hey, let's help you guys at the beginning, knowing that if we put certain things into place and you really shift and you become one of the 1% that are actually proactive with knowing what you want in your relationship and you start there before things get bad, before you're already married, you know, like that's the best place you can be. And so that's really our goal and intention with this very small group that we're going to be working with. So we pray that that's you. If not, no worries at all. We're still here to bless you guys, but we're excited for that. Yeah, so, yeah. we are. I, I love that. I'm glad that you just, that you mentioned that before we dive in. And I just want to highlight something that you said because it's so true. You know, naturally, this type of work where we're, we're offering a boot camp for singles and dating couples that want to prepare themselves even before marriage, this is really a big quest because like you said, unfortunately, the reality is most people are not really investors. They don't think in terms of investing in themselves. We have been taught a mentality as a society as a whole that says you fix the engine when the engine breaks down or when the engine is like (laughs) red lights about to explode. Then you pause and you go do something about it. But we're not taught that, hey, if you do the right things proactively, ahead of time it will save you time headaches pains money late money later on in life and so if you belong to that one percent that you're saying then this is for you yeah this is for you (laughs) we know you're out there absolutely we know you guys absolutely so yeah it's gonna be awesome till two weeks left or just about two weeks left before Mm. the application window closes so we hope to see you there yes amen yeah i love it so that's it let's dive in Let's do it. So three, um, a few perspective shifts that we want to bring to you guys uh, that God was speaking to us as we're preparing for this episode. The very first one being whatever situation that you're facing, keep this in mind. God is sovereign over all things. God is sovereign over all things. So what that means is he is the Lord of Lords. He controls all things. He owns all things. And so that means that we as humans cannot see everything that he is doing. And much of it is mystery. Mm. And it requires faith. And it requires us learning to trust him. Yeah. And that is part of our challenge right there. Yeah. Is that we want to know. Mm-hmm. And when we don't, we get upset. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's one of those things. I know me and you, honey, have wrestled with this and this this absolutely. conversation for years and years and years. We're like, we know God's sovereign, but we also know he gives us free will. So like, mm-hmm. how does that work? <laughs> how does that kind of go together? And this in very, very simple terms, because like I said, if if you guys can relate with us and you've been in that conversation, it's like, 
you go back and forth and, and, and it's just, there's just so much there. Right. And like you said, we don't fully know because we are limited, but in simple terms, this is what we've kind of boiled it down to. God is sovereign over all things, period. He gives us free will because that's how much he loves us. And true love is not forceful Mm. and it does not control. So he gives us that free will. Yes. But here's the kicker. That free will is still under his sovereignty. (laughs) If that doesn't blow your mind, I don't know what does, but it's reality, you know, and that's the point. It blows your mind because it, it, we're not going to understand exactly how that works, which, you know, it can be challenging at times. It is. I think just on that note very quickly, and we have had many conversations about this. Too many to count. It's so funny. (laughs) Um, But, but at the end of the day, it does, if we are believers it should come down to this point, and here's what I mean. Yes, we have free will. Yes, God is sovereign. And what you just said is that even in our free will, which he does give us, mm-hmm. he's still sovereign. So what that means is nothing is a surprise to him. Yeah. So nothing yeah. catches him off guard where he's like, oh, wow, that I had no idea that was going to happen. Their free will took me by surprise. Right. Like, no. If that was to be the case, which believe it or not, there's a lot of people that do believe that. Yeah, that's why. But but here's a crazy thing, at least to us. If that was the case, God would not be God. He wouldn't be all knowing. He's but not. He is. Yes, correct. He, he wouldn't be all knowing, all powerful. And yeah. so this is a mystery, but it's an invitation to trust the mm. God that has called you. Isn't that amazing? So yeah. what so you don't know why the situation that you're in is happening, but God does. And so you can rest on him. Yeah. In him. I think it's yeah, it's a tough pill to swallow when you're in a challenging situation. This fact that he is sovereign because it's like you can get caught up in the loop of and the thinking of which the devil will plant in your minds. Be aware. If God were really God and he's mm. really in control, then why would he let this bad thing happen? Mm. Right? Has that happened to you guys? Because that's definitely happened to us. Oh yeah. And I feel like it happens way too much. And I feel like as a church, we get to prepare because we should be expecting these attacks in our minds to happen. That is the battlefield mm-hmm. of spiritual warfare. It's it's in our minds, right? The enemy tries to get us to doubt God and to doubt his love for us. But that's the thing. So it's like when we're in challenging situations, still holding on to the fact that he's sovereign and feeling good about it, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of times it's easy to feel bad. Like, oh, I wish he wasn't in control. I wish I could assert my will, you know. But that just reveals the things in us that need to change. Because if we know he's sovereign, we know he's always good. We should be happy that he's sovereign. If we know he's always good and we really know that, then we should be happy. Mm-hmm. And so when we start questioning or and when we start um, not liking his sovereignty, it's probably because we're questioning his goodness. Mm-hmm. And that's not a good place to be, you know. Um, and we'll, we'll touch on that in a little bit. But mm-hmm. I think we should ser- share some verses. Do you mind? Yeah, for sure. Isaiah. Let's do it. So Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Mm. That gives me comfort. Like, man, because it's like, I know I don't see all all the things in the situation, you know, Sometimes we think we do, but we really don't. We're so limited. And so knowing that we see right here, but he sees even beyond, it's like, 
wow, like that should bring us comfort, right? Mm. And then the next the next verse I'll read, honey. Go it's ahead. Romans eleven thirty three. Oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. How impossible for us to understand his decisions and his ways. Wow. Man. Like that impossible. ain't the truth. <laughs> and that's just once again, that's just proving the point that I just said that like we're limited as humans and it's okay. We are created to be. Why? Because we're created to be dependent on him. If we were not limited and we didn't need to be dependent on him, we would be our own gods, but we're not. <laughs> and he created us to be his people and he is here to be our God. And so we don't need to assume that role. So knowing that his ways are higher than ours and that his riches and wisdom and knowledge are way bigger and way more amazing and unfathomable than we can like our little peanut brains I like to say because like we're very intelligent he created us so beautifully but it's like compared to who God is like we're just like itty bitty you know like we're nothing we're dust like Job says so I think this just reminds me of having that like reverence for who God is you know and perspective of who we are in context of who we are I love that I love that 100%. And the last point just on that note too is that God is sovereign over people, events, our lives, and even time. And I think a lot of times we struggle with that too. I know that's for me, I would say the main thing that I've wrestled with and still wrestle with at times, it's not necessarily that I don't trust God, right? Because I have faith in him. I've experienced him. I have a relationship with him. I know he's real. I know he's sovereign. I know he's God. However, I like things to happen in my own time. (laughs) And that's where I've been learning to like surrender time as well. And we can doubt what God is doing because it doesn't happen as fast as we think it should. Mm. However, when we recognize, and I'm reminding myself as I say this, that he's sovereign even over time, then we could rest. And there's a scripture that I love to read, the last one here on this point, Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. So powerful. Soak this in. To everything, there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. Time to mourn and a time to dance. Time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to count as lost. A time to keep and a time to discard. A time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. He has made, and then 11 ends with, he has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Mm. Wow. That covers all scenarios. Wow. (laughs) What I love about this verse is that it really comforts me that whatever season we find ourselves in. So Mm. a lot of you are listening to us, obviously for relationship, um, just topics, advice, encouragement around that. And so a lot of times what Nick was saying about like, you trust him, but like 
you struggle trusting him with the timeline right, aspect, right, right, right? right? I think a lot of you who are maybe hearing that and you're like, you're applying it to your relationship, whether mm. you're single and you're like, I wish I found someone or you're dating. You're like, I wish he would pop the question already or you're married and you're like, why are we still struggling mm. with X, Y, and Z at our marriage? You know? Mm. Um, and so I think this verse, I love that it just shows like whatever season that you're in, there's purpose in it because Amen. God created a time for that, mm. you know? So even when it's so not good. rainbows and butterflies, it's like, wait, 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 he's doing something yes. there. And it just really makes you think, right? Yes. He's made everything beautiful in its time. Um, and I think that kind of brings us to point number two, which is our challenges are for us. So mm. this is the second thing to remember. Our mm. challenges are for us. And so just piggybacking off of that, verse that Nick just read, if we're in a, in a time where we're challenged in our relationship or we're challenged in a single of, um, a season of singleness to be content or whatever the case may be, and we're not really reaping the fruit or the benefit that we're seeking, mm -hmm. we get to remember that the challenge is for us because mm -hmm. when we just read in the verse that there's a time to keep and discard and tear and to mend, to be silent, to speak and to love and to hate and for war and for peace, what that tells me is like, we're not automatically gonna get the peace. The war comes before. Mm -hmm. We're not automatically gonna get to speak. There needs to be time where we're silent first. Mm -hmm. Like we're not gonna always have a time to dance. There's a time to mourn first. We're not always going to have a time to laugh. There's a time to weep first, you know? And a lot of times that's what we resist, the negative right. part of that, so to speak. But yep. a lot of times in the morning, that's when the Lord brings the joy after we really wrestle with those emotions and we surrender to his sanctifica sanctification process, you know? So it's like that challenge and we're in, it's actually for us and it's leading us to where we want to go. That's a lot of times. so good. That's so good. I, I agree 1000%. And I, I, even on that topic or that point that I made of being challenged with, and I love that challenges are for us being challenged with the timeline of things, right? Wanting it to be ours instead of what God wants it to be. Um, one thing is certain is that a lot of times we pray for situations to change we pray that God changes a situation in our lives mm. when our vision can be very limited and we don't recognize that God is wanting to use that exact situation to change something in us. Yep. So we want oh, yeah. him to change the situation. He wants to use the situation to change us. <laughs> wow. We're like, ah, oh, I don't have patience in this scenario. And he's like, exactly why I gave you that scenario to help you cultivate right. patience. <laughs> and this has been the case every single time for me with mm -hmm. all the different factors and situations in my life, even outside of relational, but even relational between oh, us yeah. that I've wanted God to change situation. And then before I knew around that corner that I couldn't see mm -hmm. something happened that humbled me taught me a lesson I, something was revealed to me that i didn't see before and then i understood wow that happened for this purpose and i wanted you to change the situation i'm so mm. sorry that i wanted you to change your will based yeah. on what i wanted mm. so you know there's just a little testimony that this has happened to me many times and i am confident there's a lot of people that are going to relate with this yeah 
I love that, honey. Yeah, I think we can all relate with that if we're being honest. Um, right. And hopefully you guys have been in situations where you're like, oh, I didn't like it. But then you saw the the lesson afterwards and then you you saw a different perspective of the whole scenario because you're like oh wow like I actually learned something thank you lord for this opportunity hopefully you guys can relate um, because that happens all the time for us and we have this saying here in our household that lessons are blessings and so the more you're learning the more blessed you are yeah and you can't be truly blessed if you're just avoiding all growth like when we learn and grow and we're being sanctified we are blessed like yes. we are called to be conformed into his image and it's Amen. not always fun but that in of it in of itself like hallelujah because me without him is yes a, a hot mess <laughs> right absolutely and i think a, a great summary of everything that we've been saying here today so far is that god sees suffering differently than we see it so mm. we see sufferings Think of the season or the situation that you are facing that you that you, that is that is hurting you that that you see as suffering that you want to be changed. Yeah. We see it as something to avoid. God sees it as something that will teach us something. Yeah. So it's a it's a it will teach us lessons. And so we get to start learning to embrace the sufferings and there is a great scripture mm-hmm. that we'd love to read to you on that note. James 1 two through four. It says, consider pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work Mm. so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Mm. We must let it finish its work. Mm. This work, it's speaking of, so the trials are things that are happening, right? However, the testing of the faith and the production of perseverance that leads to maturity and completeness is something that happens within. Yeah. So God uses scenarios, circumstances, situations to change us from the inside out. He's way more concerned with the internal life that we have than with the external deeds that we do yeah that's secondary that's the natural thing that happens after the internal change takes place that's the business that he's in yes he wants to purify his bride from the inside out yes and the trials yeah are a part of it like if we never had trials would how would we get rid of that impatience yeah so the anger or you know the impure talk like how would we get rid of it would we agree, would all of you guys agree with the fact that maybe, just maybe, we've been sold? It could, we could call it perhaps the American dream, but it could be many other things. We've been sold this vision of what life should be like mm-hmm. for you to be a happy and successful human being. <laughs> and you need to have all the money in the world, you need to have everything under control, everyone needs to respect you. All of your relationships should be perfect. There should be no mm. challenging situations for you to live a happy and joyful life, which is your ultimate goal at all times. Your happiness. Your happiness the is the number one goal that you should have at all times. It's it's the God that you should strive to find. Like this is it. This is this is an ideology that we really don't see in the Bible. No. Now, of course. We are to be joyful and the joy of the Lord is our strength. But you yeah. see, the joy 
of the of Lord. The Lord. <laughs> See, this is different. It's a completely different type of joy than we're used to here on this planet Earth. Yeah. <laughs> we're used to happiness. Right. Fleeting and things that are, happiness are based on things that are happening. Mm. You know? So anyways, a little tangent yeah. there, but I just kind of. I love wow. it. Yeah, I think it's our expectation yes. is what you're saying at the end of the day. Yes, we yes. have a wrong expectation. We expect things to be perfect, perhaps from culture and different um, things that are just pushed. And we're just, you know, we are raised to believe even subconsciously. Mm-hmm. So we have different expectations. And if we expect things to be perfect, when something happens, it's like the world is ending. Oh my gosh, what's wow. wrong? And we react and we be, you know, we're immature. And it's because we're not having a realistic look at life mm. and God shares with us. I mean, his word, he gives us that perspective. The more we lean in to who he is and he shows us, you know, what it's supposed to be like here on this fall in this fallen world, because it is a fallen world. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not, in, we're not, it's not the new earth yet. <laughs> he hasn't returned yet. Mm. Um, and that will be perfect and completely different. Jesus promises us. But until then, We need to expect there to be trials, you know, because if we expect something to happen, we can be prepared for when it happens and we can respond the right way. But a lot of times we expect there not to be anything. And then your partner comes home and he has an attitude and doesn't respond as patient to you or as loving. And then you're like, what on earth is going on? And you act like, Mm. I'm so confused. Like he's a sinful person. Like he has flaws and shortcomings. And you know what I mean? Like, what what do you expect? (laughs) We should expect. And then when we expect those things, it's a lot easier to have grace for other people and for ourselves when we fall short. Because we can't expect ourselves to be perfect either because we're not and we will never be um, until mm. we're in his presence, you know? That's so good. That's so good. And so anyway, yeah, let's let's move on to number three. And this yeah. is really what we want to leave with you guys. And um, this is, a, we have a long verse, but it's so, so good. And we really wanted this episode to be scripture filled because scripture is enough sometimes. I know we're adding context and our thoughts and things that have really helped us. Um, but this this passage is just amazing. Yeah, and, and, and I'm going to let you read that for us here, honey. But um, So this is the third thing to remember, just to, re- just to remind you what we're speaking about here, right? The third thing to remember that can help you with a perspective shift when you are wanting God to change your situation and it's not happening yet, mm-hmm. okay? So the third thing, the first thing that we mentioned, God is sovereign over all things. The second thing, our challenges are for us. And the third thing is that God loves us. So we can trust him. Hmm. We can trust him. So why don't you read the scripture for us, if you don't mind, honey? Okay. And, le- and let's let God's word speak. Amen. So we're going to be in Romans eight twenty-eight through 39. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, then who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? 
It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered sheep as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hmm. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, my wow. goodness. So. Yeah, that just kind of tied up everything I feel like we've been speaking about so, so well. It did. Like, point number three, he loves us so we can trust him. Is that not just a a nutshell of the gospel? Like, he sent his son because he loved us. He sent his son to redeem us and pay Mm. the penalty that we owe, Mm. that we had the biggest outstanding debt, and there was no way we could pay. Like, we, we could not. We were not in a position to ever pay back that penalty. So he sent his only son to, to pay, pay it for us price. and to free us and to give us eternal life with him, which is what we're all yearning for at the end of the day. Wow. Like we d- dug ourselves in, all, in a pit, every single one of us, the minute we sinned, whether we were four years old, we were seven years old, like at some point in our childhood, we, we, missed, we the mark. missed the mark. And he made a way for all of us to come back into his presence and to have a relationship with him and to experience his goodness, not only forever, for all eternity, hallelujah, but also right here and now we get to connect with him and his spirit and experience that joy and peace and love and all the fruit of the spirit that he has for us right here and right now, all the healing that he has for us right here and right now. Like if you are saved for all eternity, eternity starts now for you mm. like it doesn't start when you die it already started so like we get to experience all of it right now and so wow like there's nothing else to say like you should know that he loves you and if you don't go back and read jesus's words refamiliar familiarize yourself with the gospel because i think that's the thing is us christians I think we could do better. And even myself included, we think we know the gospel because we've heard it. We've given our life to Christ already. But honestly, that's what we need to be like reminding ourselves and reading every day. Like we do forget, you know, we say, oh yeah, we know. But sometimes our actions don't act like we know Jesus is Lord because we act like we're Lord sometimes, or we don't act like God is redeeming all because we are hopeless at times. Like we need that reminder. We need to preach to ourselves, you know, and then it's easier to trust him. It's way easier to trust him. Cause it's like, if he gave his life for us, he's going to give us all Mm. other things. You know, he's going to give us the strength that we need in the challenging situations. Amen. Amen. That's so good. And I just want to remind everyone as well as we say this, right? I know that this, you guys know, this podcast is around relationships. And so I just want to remind you that as you're going through challenging seasons in your life, the most important relationship that you have is your relationship with him, is your relationship with Christ, is your relationship with your heavenly father, first and foremost. So once that is in place and once that is invested daily, everything slowly starts to get better. And if it doesn't get better, he changes your perspective about it. 
Mm-hmm. He teaches you lessons so that you no longer see the challenge the same way. He brings us up to his level. He gives us glimpses of what he sees. So we hope that this has inspired you. We hope that this has encouraged you mm-hmm. and has just filled you with a sense of peace. Yeah. So that you can rest and trust the one who has called you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Thank you, Lord. And if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please reach out. We would love to pray with you, to pray for you. That really is, like Nick just said, that's what your relationship with your partner, it all stems from that. Um, as we receive his love and we get healed with his perfect love that surpasses all understanding, his peace that he gives us, as we get filled with that, then we can pour into our relationship. And once two partners are doing that, man, Jesus at the center of the relationship is key. But first and foremost, he needs to be at the center of your heart, the center of your life. Um, so, so yeah, please reach out. We would love to just help you take the next steps in your relationship with him. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's that's definitely our passion. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's why it's called for his kingdom. So thriving relationships for his kingdom, because that's that's <laughs> at the end of the day where this whole inspiration came from. So absolutely. we hope that you guys enjoy this episode. We love you very much. If you wouldn't mind taking five seconds and leaving us a review and a comment down below, it would mean a lot to us. And uh, we get poured in and inspired by you as you leave your few words. Believe it or not, it really pours into us as well. So we thank you for also investing into us in the same way that we believe we're doing in your life. All right. And if you haven't yet, join the Facebook group so we can get connected and uh, we can't wait to hear from you and speak with you very soon. All right. We love you guys. God bless you. Bye. Peace.